This is a shock podcast. Hello and welcome to the Podball Sportscast, the podcast that's looking for sponsorships right now. We need the money lah. <laughs> I am Faisal American, who is hoping to be sponsored by any fast food outlet because I'm a fat, hungry git. With me is Nicholas John. Hello, hello. If you are a hair care company, you don't need to sponsor him. <laughs> And uh, Karami Kamil. What's happening, guys? He doesn't need any sponsorships because he's just great. <laughs> First up, it's the uh, Premier League and uh, leaders Manchester City suffered a shock 3-2 home defeat uh, to Tottenham. As much as uh, many people will be hoping for, uh, there is nothing to suggest that this is just a minor blip in their run towards the eventual title, huh? The thing is, City also lost to Crystal Palace earlier in the season, if you remember. And everyone was worried that, you know, that was the start of a slump. But instead, they bounced back stronger than ever. So I I don't see why this shouldn't be the case here as well. Because in the defeat to Tottenham, we didn't see any, like, fundamental errors from City. You know, there was nothing in the match in terms of their mistakes that they can't learn from or change immediately in the next match. So I I fully expect City to bounce back, even though the defeat does slow down their march a little bit, you know, towards the EPL title. Uh, I I just think they have to be more careful moving forward because now uh, second place Liverpool are six points behind with a game in hand. And Mm -hmm. if they win that game in hand, it'll come down to just three points. And remember, City and Liverpool still have to play each other this season uh, in in April, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh, yeah, for the neutrals, it, it keeps the title race really interesting. I think it's it's very, very, it's a good situation for Liverpool right now. I, I'm pretty sure they, they'll be licking their lips uh, with this City loss. And mind you, I, I thought Tottenham played well. They absorbed, they absorbed all the pressure from City and scored two quick, was it, wasn't it two quick goals from Harry Kane? I can't remember, but it was two goals from Kane, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I thought uh, Kane was was back in his form. Uh, Son Heung-min played brilliantly. Um, like I said, Liverpool will be licking their lips. This is this is the opportunity that they wanted. And previously, Faisal, you said that City will march for the title, right? Um, it's not sure anymore now, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Uh, well, definitely Liverpool fans, uh, including yours truly, uh, after the result, uh, we were singing, you know, I believe in miracles since you came along, you sexy spurs. <laughs> Liverpool definitely had a good weekend beating Norwich 3-1, as Nick said, uh, six points behind City with a game in hand. Uh, Mo Salah scored his 150th goal for the Reds, while new signing Luis Diaz scored his first goal for the club. In another match, uh, Manchester United uh, winning a six-goal thriller. When was the last time you heard that? (laughs) Uh, 4-2 winners against Leeds. Uh, Harry Maguire, Karami's favourite captain, (laughs) scored the opening goal. Bruno Fernandes and Fred also scored. Uh, Anthony Alanga struck the final goal before he was struck in the head by an object thrown from the stands. What do you think about this match? It was a nail-biter. And I, th- I really thought that 
United was heading back to the form previously when they were leading in the first half, conceding in the second, just drew the match, blow the lead. But, uh, okay, it, it was a derby match. Uh, the condition of the pitch wasn't that great. It was raining, it was wet. Uh, it, was ve- it was a very, very physical match. I thought, I thought McTominay should have been sent off for a couple of times. Uh, uh, but I still think that it was a great, great win. It was a good win, important win for United. Bruno Fernandes back in his scoring form. So things might look good for United down the road. For, for me, the, the way I looked at it, this was a game of three parts. The first part was when United put in an impressive first half performance to take a 2 nothing lead. As second usual. part. Yeah, the second part was also as usual when they switched off to allow Leeds to fight back and equalise. And then the third part was when United sort of turned it back on again to score two more and and, and go on to win the match. So, yeah, there were plenty of positives for United. You know, they played well for large parts of the game. They showed uh, good character to to withstand the Leeds fight back and all that. But there were also negatives, most notably uh, allowing Leeds to score twice in the span of, of two minutes and like you said earlier this is something that they've been experiencing quite a lot in recent matches you know uh, taking the lead and then being unable to kill off the game so while this was a much better performance from United there is definitely uh, room for improvement yes and uh, by the way credit to Ralph Rangnick for bringing on Fred and Ilanga in the second half and both of them scored just to help United get the important three points so kudos I guess United currently in fourth place. Uh, do you think they can stay there for the rest of the season? The rest of the season, they might, but I'm I'm not sure they will because uh, currently Arsenal have three games in hand with just four points behind them in sixth place. So currently, I'm rooting for Arsenal to be in fourth over United at the end of the season. That's my personal opinion, but. Of course, I really, really wanted United to to finish in the top four just to play in the Champions League next season. Right. Speaking of Arsenal, they beat uh, Brentford 2-1. Chelsea are in third place with a 1-0 win over Crystal Palace. Not the best days for Romelu Lukaku. I read that uh, he only had seven touches throughout the game. Uh, That is not code. (laughs) (laughs) What is up with that? I mean, just seven touches throughout the match is he not suited to the system that seven touches only four success, successful passes and not a single shot on target and just to <laughs> to add to that um okay you, you you asked if it's a problem with uh, fitting in with the system thomas tuchel seems to think that is not the problem he says the system is fine according to him Everything is the same. He says their build-up sometimes is, is tweaked a little bit. But the final ball that ends up with Lukaku is something that he's already used to and that you know he, there's nothing he needs to learn or, or adapt to. So Tuchel says the system is fine. Um, but from what some people have, have mentioned, they're looking at Lukaku's demeanour on the field and, and they're a bit worried about that because at times he looks, looks like he doesn't want to be there. So they're suggesting that Lukaku is the kind of player who needs that arm over the shoulder kind of treatment from managers and he's apparently not getting that from Tuchel so that could be one of the reasons behind his slump you know he's basically not getting the love la. and he's and, a baby la. <laughs> and he's a baby you know and it also doesn't help that Chelsea keep getting linked with the likes of Kylian Mbappe and Erling Haaland and all that so for someone who's who's you know a bit emotionally fragile like that you know all these links with the, to the other strikers could be severely damaging to his confidence as well. 
I have so many things to say, but I can't. I don't think I can say it on this podcast. <laughs> so about a five, a five minute long bleep lah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but but. Uh, this is not the first time that Lukaku has behaved like this, you know, because he was he was throwing some fuss when he was with, I think Everton once. He was he was doing that when he was with United again with Inter. So this is not a new Lukaku that is doing this. Uh, I just think that I come on, Romelu, just just do your talking on the on the pitch and don't be such a baby. You're not Ronaldo. <laughs> okay, in other results, Leicester lost 2-1 to Wolves. Southampton, a 2-0 win over Everton. Watford beat Aston Villa 1-0. Newcastle drew 1-0 with Cat Abusers United. Uh, I mean, West Ham. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, Hammers defender Kurt Zuma was meowed at during the game and I loved it. <laughs> Oh, a uh, bit of trivia here. I heard that Zuma was uh, boycotting the new Batman movie just because Catwoman was in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Faisal, about, about that Zuma thing, right? When 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 he was meowed at, I was wondering why did one of his teammates went to the ref and just complaining about it? It was like the Chris Wood was just meowing at Zuma, so just play on. I I really can't figure out why. One of how, how is that an offense, right? Right, yes, exactly. And <laughs> what was he expecting the ref to do? Like, okay, Wood, no more meowing. No more meowing. <laughs> <laughs> he was just that one kid in every school, right? The kaki report. Teacher, teacher, teacher. He called my friend. He, he meowed at my friend, teacher, teacher. <laughs> but props to Wood. That was great. That was a great troll. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Finally, um, let's talk about Malaysia and the Badminton Asia Team Championship. Uh, the men defeated Indonesia three nothing in the final. Uh, the women were beaten by South Korea in the semis. All around, it was a great weekend for Malaysian badminton. Uh, definitely a great weekend. Um, the our women's team did qualify for the Uber Cup, and for the men's team, I. This is the first time that they have won the tournament uh, since the inauguration in 2016, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, beating the defending champion Indonesia 3-0. I thought Zija played well. Aaron Chasovoyik uh, showed great again, winning the ma- winning their match in three sets. Ng Ziyong came up good, beating his opponent. Um, all in all, it's a good, good performance. Uh, good experience for the young players to just get this one under their belt. Uh, and it's a. I thought it was a great, great uh, lift for for their motivation coming heading to to the Thomas Cup in May. Uh, yeah, and 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 speaking of the Thomas Cup, uh, Lizzy Jia has already advised the rest of the team to to not get carried away with this uh, the BATC win. He says, yeah, enjoy the victory, but they need to start turning their focus and attention uh, to the Thomas Cup already. And, and it's the same for the women's uh, team as well. You know, they, they should use this next couple of months to uh, keep up uh, keep up the positives that they showed in, in the BATC and learn from their mistakes to hopefully bounce back stronger. Yep, and one thing's for sure, like, definitely, uh, we should stop calling it badminton and call it goodminton instead. <laughs> Dude, really? <laughs> you keeping that in? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> With that, we've come to the end of another Potball Sportscast. Thanks for tuning in. I am Faisal American. I am Karami Kamel. 
and I'm Nicholas John. 